0: This program is brought to you by Personallifemedia.com. I'm Terry Stuck, host of Beauty Now. Today we are so lucky to have best-selling author Dr. Nicholas Perricone. Today he will explain step-by-step how we can age-proof ourselves. On today's show, we're going to cover cellular rejuvenation, skin care, sex, vitamins, weight management, and more. Do you wanna explain about the miracle of cellular rejuvenation?
1: Came up with uh, some very interesting information in that we can rejuvenate cells. I mean, you know, I talked a lot about salmon and how salmon can make a difference in your skin, and it truly can. And there was actually diminishment of facial lines from the And so I don't think it's any coincidence that along with um, no-fat, low-fat diets, we saw the onset of Prozac and all the other um, antidepressants that are out there. Well, so if you look at berries, like blueberries and raspberries and strawberries, look at all those, those colors, dark blue, bright red, and, and, and all that. When you see colors, it means there are antioxidants present. And all antioxidants act as natural anti-inflammatories.
0: Today, we are honored to get to talk to Dr. Nicholas Perricone. His latest book is Seven Secrets to Beauty, Health, and Longevity. Welcome, Dr. Pericone, and thank you so much for agreeing to talk to us.
1: Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you today.
0: Do you want to explain about the miracle of cellular rejuvenation, which your book is pretty much about, and explain to our listeners who don't understand that?
1: Uh, yes. Um, the book, um, The Miracle of Cellular Rejuvenation, is just a, kind of an extension uh, of my research over the past 20 years. So the very first book um, called The Wrinkle Cure, which I guess was released way back in 1999, talked about the very basics of this low-grade inflammation. And then I moved on um, in the decade and looking at newer research and came up with uh, some very interesting information in that we can rejuvenate cells. When you rejuvenate cells, then you can rejuvenate organ systems. And the best way to rejuvenate a cell is to work on a tiny portion of the cell called the mitochondria. Now, the mitochondria is a little organelle inside the cell that is responsible for producing energy so it's like a little furnace and it converts um, food to energy and that's the first site of damage as we get older because the mitochondria has its own set of DNA and the DNA cannot repair itself as well as nuclear DNA in addition because energy is being created in this little organelle um, a lot of the energy is being converted to free radicals which then damage the mitochondrial cell membrane so looking at the research I was very excited to find out that certain approaches, um, which were somewhat new, can actually help repair that little mitochondria, that little furnace, and then rejuvenate the cell, which then rejuvenates organ systems. But once again, this was an extension of the very basic research over the years where I the wrinkle cure and then the Pericone prescription, the paracone promise.
0: And it's the wrinkle cure that I started to eat salmon. I really didn't like it. And when we'd go out, I'd say, I'll have the salmon. And my husband's like, but you don't like that. And I said, but my skin will look better. Dr. Pericone says so. So are you talking about food in your book, that food can help repair your skin?
1: Yes, food really can. And I'd like to uh, just give a little background first for those uh, people who are listening that I may not know much about the whole program. Uh, You know, I talked a lot about salmon and how salmon can make a difference in your skin, and it truly can. We know if we eat salmon um, and have a fresh salad uh, uh, for three days in a row, the skin looks tremendously different, so different that you'll walk into a room and people will remark, you know, why do you look so different? And uh, that's because uh, salmon is one of those what I call superfoods that affects uh, uh, inflammation. So let's back way up and talk about inflammation. You know, when I say inflammation, people sometimes get confused because they'll say, well, isn't inflammation like a bright red sunburn or a swollen finger? And as a matter of fact, that's the extreme of inflammation. That's on the far spectrum we call acute inflammation. But there's another kind of inflammation that goes on in the body, and it's on a microscopic level. And it's not only uh, a very low-grade inflammation, but it's, it's, it goes on for a very long period of time. So we call it chronic low-grade inflammation. And I really felt from my research, which started way back when I was in medical school, that this chronic low-grade inflammation is responsible for mediating a number of disease processes. I I first came across it when we were studying cancer in medical school. I saw inflammation under the microscope surrounding cancer, uh, squamous cell cancers, um, and asked the professors if it was possible that the inflammation could somehow be triggering the cancer rather than being uh, just kind of an immune response. And they didn't really feel that was a correct approach. But the more research they did, the more I was convinced that low-grade inflammation... Was responsible for most of the age-related diseases. I finally came to the conclusion that this low-grade inflammation—you this know, we can't see it, we can't feel it, but it goes on all the time—is also responsible for many age-related diseases and aging itself. That was a very controversial uh, way of approaching things because when I first came out with the wrinkle cure, as you probably remember, <laughs> I had a number of interviews on national television and yes. magazines, and was attacked from every angle by other scientists and and the questions were, well, you know, no one else says that. But, but in the <laughs> 10 years since that book was released, it's now mainstream medicine, and this low-grade inflammation is responsible for many of the age-related diseases and possibly aging itself. So if we know that inflammation is the bad guy, but we can't see it, we can't feel it, it's on a microscopic or sub-microscopic level, what can we do about it? And that was important to me. I'm a physician. You know, mm-hmm. you just... It's one thing to discover what the problems are, but I think as a physician, what you want to do is really come up with what I call therapeutic intervention and found that one of the things that we can do on a daily basis to alleviate this low-grade inflammation and reduce our risk of age-related disease and wrinkles and Alzheimer's and all the rest is change the way we eat. And I came across this information um, in many different ways. I was interested in nutrition well before I went to medical school. But there are foods that could actually increase inflammation in the body and therefore accelerate the aging process, accelerate the wrinkling, wrinkling and sagging and, and all of the other problems. And there are foods that actually can counteract inflammation or reduce inflammation in the body.
0: Can you give us a, a couple of examples? Well, let's start off with good old salmon. Okay. Now, salmon is
1: um, you know, the food. And uh, salmon is really interesting because it has so many nutrients inside of it that are good for us. First of all, you know, salmon is a very great source of highly absorbable protein. Now, protein is important because all of the uh, structures in our body and and our cells, including our immune system, are made up of protein. And protein, when broken down by our digestive tract, is amino acids. So amino acids are the building blocks of life. And you need to have adequate protein every day to carry on the repair process. Now, if you don't get enough protein on a daily basis, to quote an old and very famous nutritionist, Adele Davis, On the days you don't get enough protein are the days you age. And so salmon is tremendously high in protein. You need to get enough protein because, you know, I I talk to doctors and they go, oh, that's baloney, people eat too much protein in this country. Yet when I did a survey in my office over a period of years, talking to patients and just getting a, a dietary history, I surprisingly found that the women were getting one half as much protein as they really should on a daily basis. Exactly. And so when my female patients would say to me, gee, why am I not aging as well as my husband or, or my, you know, I just say, well, you know, it comes down to a number of things. One of the things is your habits of not eating enough protein. And that comes down to women's brain chemistry. Well, we can talk a little bit about that later. Um, but you need to get enough protein and salmon can provide that. Salmon is also very rich in the omega-3s, which we've heard much about, omega-3s in terms of reducing your risk of heart disease. But omega-3s are amazing because they also nourish the immune system. Uh, they're extremely important for the brain. And omega-3s are also natural anti-inflammatories. So if we look at the effects of eating salmon, we're getting adequate amounts of protein, we're getting a great number of omega-3s. Now, one of the biggest disasters, I think, in terms of um, overwive's health in this country was the uh, no-fat, low-fat trend. I guess that started in the 80s and 90s and continued. And um, we need to have enough fat in our diet. Without enough fat, um, we get into trouble. And one of the first things we see when we're not getting adequate essential fats, and we have to distinguish between good fats and bad fats, and I think that was the problem when this trend was uh, was available. Um, Bad fats, of course, are saturated fats or or trans fats. Um, Good fats are the essential fats, and omega-3s are are essential. When we don't have enough omega-3s, the first thing that's affected is is our brain. Um, The brain is 70% fat by weight, and um, we need essential fats to make good neurotransmitters like serotonin and, and, and other neurotransmitters. And so right along with the no-fat, low-fat trend became an epidemic of mental depression in this country. And so I don't think it's any coincidence that along with um, no-fat, low-fat diets, we saw the onset of Prozac and all the other um, antidepressants that are out there. Exactly. And it's interesting to know, too, that there were some very good studies done looking at depressed patients and then testing them uh, via their, changing their diets. And one particular study in Massachusetts looking at a group of uh, patients who were diagnosed with um, mental depression by psychiatrists and given a numerical score. They were broken up into two groups, and one group received traditional antidepressants like Prozac. The other half of the group were given salmon on a daily basis as well as some fish oil supplements. And at the end of um, eight weeks, uh, the patients were re-examined, but they were examined weekly and given another numerical score based on the uh, severity of depression. And it was interesting to note that those patients on on the salmon diet as well as fish oil actually had greater alleviation of their depression, and those taking traditional antidepressants. So these things are very powerful. So salmon is this incredible food that can not only make our skin look more radiant and beautiful, but also elevate our mood, which is extremely important.
0: And I just read something that there is a difference between wild salmon and farm-raised. Is that not right?
1: Yes, there is. And, um, you know, this, the salmon farmers are trying to correct a lot of the errors that they're making. So they are making a good effort. But wild, wild Alaskan salmon is um, higher in protein, higher in protein, Higher in the good fats and, and, and less saturated fat, um, less chance that there are no additives, so they're not being exposed to antibiotics and antifungals, and they also have less contamination from um, other things like heavy metals. So I recommend um, Alaskan salmon, but many times it's not possible to get it. But I want to let you know that canned salmon is always wild salmon because um, farm salmon will not uh, do well in a can; it kind of turns to a soupy mixture. Right. You can get, you can get uh, canned wild Alaskan salmon. You can get it frozen, and so there are many sources that you can have really good elastin. And higher levels of essential fats like omega-3s as well.
0: How much salmon do you eat per week? That's what I want to know. <laughs> um, I eat
1: salmon probably about five days a week. Wow. And, uh, you know, uh, it just makes me feel good and gives me energy, and, and uh, uh, it's just this wonderful food, and there are many different ways of preparing it. I have so many recipes in my books, specifically because salmon is um, so therapeutic, yet we don't want to get bored with it.
0: That's true, but and I have to is, thank you know, for the, that. Um,
1: the uh, three-day nutritional facelift, which I've done on Oprah and all of those, yes. uh, where you see a dramatic difference. It's true. You know, having those people eat salmon twice a day for three days, so you, know, you get pretty bored pretty quickly. <laughs>
0: You're inspiring me right now. I'm going to go get some salmon. <laughs> I yeah, love salmon, it now. Salmon,
1: you know, the salmon color, which is, you know, salmon, uh, actually is because of a, um, uh, a microalgae uh, that are eaten by fish, and it contains a, um, an antioxidant called astaxanthin which is uh, um, an antioxidant that's of the carotenoid family. But astaxanthin is incredible because it is so powerful in terms of protection. So when you eat salmon, like wild lats salmon, you get really like three to four milligrams of this incredible antioxidant, astaxanthin. I want to mention two (laughs) studies with astaxanthin that really were impressive to me. One study, patients were given astaxanthin um, daily for a period of 12 weeks, and there was actually diminishment of facial lines from from this astaxanthin.
0: And this is taken by a vitamin?
1: Right, taking the astaxanthin supplements. However, you will be able to get the same amount if you eat wild alas and salmon every day. You know what? I want
0: to talk more about this, but we're going to take a quick break. I'm so interested in this. Okay, great. Hold on for one second. We're talking to Dr. Nicholas Perricone. We'll be right back. www.personallifemedia.com, free Internet audio programs on life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. Listen from your browser, iTunes, your iPod, or MP3 player today at PersonalLifeMedia.com. We're back with Dr. Nicholas Perricone. Thank you so much. We were just talking about the effects of salmon, and I can't even pronounce that antioxidant you just mentioned.
1: Yeah, astaxanthin. And um, so the astaxanthin, I mentioned the one study where you saw diminished facial lines when patients took astaxanthin for a period of 12 weeks. Another study showed improvement of eyesight in elderly patients by taking astaxanthin. So you see when we start talking about salmon, you look at it's high in protein, this incredible omega-3 essential fat, and then it has astaxanthin uh, in addition to that. So you have this absolute miracle food um, that if you um, really want to have an intense experience, anti-inflammatory experience, you do it twice a day for a period of three days along with salads. Um, you will have an amazing uh, difference in the way you look. And I don't know if you saw the Good Morning America piece that I did with um, uh, with the Wrinkle Cure book. But, yes, um, uh, loved it. Yeah, okay, it was, it was fun because, um, you know, the people at ABC said, oh, no, this can't, you can't possibly change the way people look in three days.
0: It was amazing.
1: And, yeah, and it's just phenomenal. And Diane Sawyer was kind of blown away because she was really waiting to – you know, shoot the whole thing down.
0: No, really. I, I have to say I started eating salmon. I really hated fish before. But you you do have great recipes in your book. So I started using those, and, and my husband and I eat salmon pretty much.
1: You know, one of the things with salmon is because it's so high in essential fats, it, um, it spoils very quickly. And I think most people that say I don't like salmon have probably gotten a piece that wasn't absolutely fresh because if it's absolutely yes. fresh, it, it just tastes like cream.
0: Exactly.
1: And if it's not fresh, then it really has an off flavor, and I'm telling you I would agree with you. <laughs> so we look at this low-grade inflammation, and we can look at foods that are anti-inflammatory like salmon um, and fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, um, you know, if you look at berries, and you know, I want to talk about specific things that I help people remember, I say, look, if you want to really combat the aging process, you have to eat foods that have lots of color in them. So if you look at berries like blueberries and raspberries and strawberries and, Look at all those, those colors, dark blue and bright red and, and, and all that. When you see colors, it means there are antioxidants present. And all antioxidants act as natural anti-inflammatories. Same thing with vegetables, bright colors, phytonutrients that really have anti-inflammatory activity, anti-cancer activity.
0: Like and peppers. So our diet
1: should be one that's rich in colors. And this, so that's a, a, a helpful hint as we go on and, and as we look at things. But... Once again, this is very important to do on a daily basis. Getting the fruits and vegetables because of all of those powerful antioxidants do act as natural anti-inflammatories and will assist in your program of keeping you healthy. We're trying to fight the the whole aging process because with age usually comes disease. They, they kind of go hand in hand. If you look at any chart, any chart of risk, the older you get, the higher incidence of every you know disease known to mankind. And so, what we want to do achieve here, of course, is have a healthy life, and therefore by Eating properly, like reducing inflammation as I'm recommending, we reduce our risk of age related disease. So, I'm not saying that you're going to live to be 120 by following this program, but how about living our natural life expectancy, say 80, without having to uh, end up with um, all of the debilitating diseases that we see in the elderly, We're certainly seen in your families as people get older, what can happen to them. So, this is not just about beauty. This is a very practical approach to life, and that will make you healthy and strong and independent uh, throughout your life. And it's, and it's easy to do because We have to really understand that inflammation is a bad guy. We can't see it, we can't feel it, but there are tools that we have to fight it. And, of course, the biggest tool is the foods we eat. The bad foods are pro-inflammatory and the good foods are anti-inflammatory. And we talked about good foods, so let's, if you have enough time, let's talk a little bit about the pro-inflammatory foods. Yes, we do. Well, first of all, um, we need to understand that anything that causes a rapid rise in your blood sugar causes a burst of inflammation throughout the body. And, uh, that means that when we have inflammation, it puts us at risk. It's going to accelerate wrinkling of the skin, um, deterioration of brain, heart, all the immune, the immune system. Everything's going to um, actually do very poorly when we have sugar. But uh, many other things besides sugar raise blood sugar very rapidly. There are, there are starches. Um, and so we have to look at something called the glycemic index. And I think a lot of people are now aware of the glycemic index because a number of books have talked about that. But the glycemic really index is nothing more than rating. Uh, the rapidity of the effect on blood sugar when you eat something, and we found that you really want to be careful because there are foods that may not look like they're going to affect your blood sugar, but they will cause a rapid rise in blood sugar. And a you know, classic one we talk about is rice cakes. When people are dieting, they're eating rice cakes. Right. And rice cakes actually cause a rapid rise in blood sugar as much as, as pure sugar does.
0: I didn't know that either.
1: And so. We have to understand, so I would say you know get get a um, look at the glycemic index that's in my book mm-hmm. and learn it a little bit because you understand that things like fresh fruits and vegetables right. are very low on the on the index because water is zero and sugar is a hundred. We would like to keep you under fifty when you eat foods because it prevents a rise in blood sugar. Now, a rapid rise in blood sugar causes a, a huge insulin response because insulin wants to keep your blood sugar under control, and of course, we all know what happens to diabetics without insulin. when you have a lot of insulin in your system it actually, number one, causes you to store body fat. And one of the big problems we see as we get older, of course, is is we get an increase in body fat. That leads to all kinds of problems. So by regulating insulin and blood sugar, we can carefully keep the inflammation very low and prevent weight gain. So a great example I give is the following. Um, There's a conscientious uh, woman who wants to lose some weight, and so her breakfast consists of half of a bagel and some black coffee. And uh, her husband's sitting across the table, and he's having for breakfast um, uh, six ounces of um, brown salmon, which is you know very fatty fish, and he's having um, strawberries and blueberries and a big bowl of oatmeal. So he's consumed about nine hundred calories for breakfast, and she's consumed about one hundred fifty. And so he takes off for the day, and he's loaded with energy, and it's because he's not going to get a rapid rise in blood sugar because all those foods are low glycemic, he also has adequate protein on board, which is going to help him. She takes off after breakfast, and. After about 45 minutes, the bagel, which is extremely highly glycemic, it's almost like eating sugar, kicks up her blood sugar, and then the insulin kicks in and she crashes and she feels lousy and she's irritable, has no energy, and now her insulin is high. So her insulin puts a lock on her body fat. So she actually is now ready to fall over from from lack of calories, protein, and low blood sugar, and yet she's maintaining body fat. And her husband, who had the big meal, uh, races through the morning for four or five hours feeling absolutely great and starts using his own body fat up at just normal metabolism because insulin is low. And so if we understand these things, we say, wow. And the most important aspect was that he has very low inflammation in his body and her inflammation shot through the roof. And those are the common mistakes that we make. So we want to approach this very carefully because what we see in America now is an epidemic of obesity and type 2 diabetes. Now It's interesting. Type 2 diabetes used to be called adult-onset diabetes because it was a result of many years of overeating, excess body fat, until he became insulin resistant. So you have high insulin, but your blood sugar is still high.
0: Is that how children get diabetes as well?
1: Well, yeah, well, it was never heard of before. But now it looks like 10% of the mm-hmm. children, in the, uh, at least in this study in Manhattan, have type 2 diabetes. It's scary. Frightening. Uh, sedentary lifestyle, computers, no activity, bad diets. And that's going to be a national disaster for, for the healthcare system if we don't learn this. But this all comes down to, once again, inflammation. And so if we want to understand the whole process, we want to understand what foods to eat. And so look at fresh fish, look at a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, and stay away from the bad foods like starches and sugars.
0: Could you name and, one other fish besides salmon that, that you like? Um,
1: let me see. Uh, I love <laughs> halibut.
0: Okay, halibut. The, I love halibut. That's good.
1: Yeah, halibut's great. It's loaded with essential fats and uh, another good choice for okay, us. Okay, good. So um, those, are the ba- those are the good, the bad, and the ugly. uh and we'll all remember, the final common pathway is always inflammation. Um, I'd like to spend a little time talking about weight loss because it's so important. And one of my books, yeah, um, that'd be great. was the on Weight Loss Diet.
0: Right, and I have that, too.
1: <laughs> now, one of the things I discovered when I had people on the anti-inflammatory diet in my practice was that they would, if they were overweight, they tended to lose a lot of body fat. And um, on the average program, um, people were about 20, 25 pounds overweight. They tend to lose 13 pounds the first month. But interesting enough, the, the, the weight did normalize over a period of time, and they only looked absolutely radiant and healthy, even if there was a lot of weight loss. I mean, a lot, like 50 or 100 pounds or more. And I that was really strange because every time I saw a, a patient that has lost a great deal of weight, they always look like it. You know, you've right. you've got to say, "Hey, I lost 100 pounds," and you're thinking, oh, "My God, gain it back? You look terrible." <laughs> exactly. Um, but that's because when I mean, just about any diet out there, except the anti-inflammatory diet. When you lose a certain amount of weight, whether it's 10 pounds or 100 pounds, 50% of that weight came not lost not just from body fat. The other 50% was from loss of muscle mass, and that is characteristic of every diet except the anti-inflammatory diet. And I can explain why. The, under normal circumstances, when you're eat, when you're on a diet, um, you tend to go from a from a high uh, high blood sugar, high insulin situation. You start lowering your blood sugar, which is good. You start lowering your insulin, but you are not. You still have a good amount of inflammation floating around. Inflammation makes you insulin resistant. Now, you need insulin not just to regulate blood sugar, but you need insulin to carry amino acids into your cells to make proteins and to, to rebuild muscle mass. So the Pericone anti-inflammatory diet is really focused on treating the inflammation first, and then the body fat goes secondly. When this happens, we are still able to take up amino acids and make proteins and muscle mass at the same time of losing body fat. So at the end of the diet, 90% of the weight loss is pure body fat, while maintaining good muscle mass and maintaining good mu- and skin tone. So rather than looking haggard and 20 years older at the end of this weight loss diet, right. we look fantastic and we feel great too. So the anti-inflammatory uh, diet, the uh, Pericon weight loss um, book, I think is extremely important to everybody, because what we don't want to see as we age is, is to look to look older, and we, we want to maintain a good muscle mass. And you have to lower inflammation. If we look there's a, there's a lot of studies out there looking at inflammation in the body in general and how it affects us. And people with higher levels of inflammation, all other things being equal, okay, looking at age match controls and all of that, if you have higher inf- 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 levels of inflammation, you tend to have, as we get older, you become more fragile. You tend to lose bone with high levels of inflammation. And you tend to lose muscle mass. It's called sarcopenia for the muscle mass and osteopenia for the bone. So, if we can decrease those floating, those circulating uh, inflammatory chemicals, we can maintain muscle mass and bone density, which is uh, which is really anti-aging and, and it's at its best. And so, we want to always approach this with inflammation in mind. And so, the uh, pericone anti-inflammatory diet is a way to prevent all signs of aging, not just age-related disease, but the normal, what we think is normal aging, the sagging and wrinkling and the muscle loss and, and the and the fragile bones.
0: And I want to keep talking about this. We're going to have to unfortunately break and we're going to have to welcome Dr. Perricone back for our next weekly show, which will be next week. So tune in to personallifemedia.com and hear the rest of Dr. Pericone's show. Thank you for listening today. This is Terry Struck, host of Beauty Now. Please visit our website, personallifemedia.com, where you can get a transcript of this show and subscribe to get future episodes.